Hello there for you. <laughs> is that what you want from me? Yeah. This is the Farthest Galaxy Star Wars podcast. I should just get a clip of both of us saying hello there and just intersplice it so we don't have to do it every time we open. So do I can just have it set up. Think I'll think about it. Uh, this is Farthest Galaxy Star Wars podcast. I'm your local scruffy looking nerf herder hunter. And as always, I'm joined by Jedi Master Alex. Yeah, I'm here. This week we're going to be covering Rebels Season 1 and Season 2, but before we get to that, let's get some news. we got some stuff to talk about. One is a rumor, and two are a um, little, 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 bit, little bits of fun. And one's an expensive hobby. <laughs> so let's not talk about the Sideshow Con that just happened. I want to say this Tuesday is when it's, it started. It's been going on like all week, pretty much. Yeah. I remember uh, us talking about it, and then they announced an Ash Williams one, and I was like, no. I had to buy it. <laughs> Oh, you but, bought it? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, got, I bought it. I, I thought I showed you the confirmation. No, that's funny. Yeah, no, I got it set up for, it starts coming out in September, because it's not due out until November or January. Oh, it's like at between at November least you get and January, that one, like, this year. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. The dude got announced two weeks ago, more than that, maybe, mm-hmm. and he's like, ah, July of 2022. This, uh, the Ash one is like November 2021 or January 2022, around there. I'm like, that's better, sure, whatever yeah, works. Maybe they've been working on the Ash one already for a it's while. It's possible. Because Ash is a little bit more popular than the dude because he's got more stuff to leech off of, you know? I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm still waiting for the stuff that was announced from SciShow Con 2020 to be made available to buy. Like my Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi (laughs) that I've been on the wait list for now for like eight or nine months. Well, let's so. see how long these ones take to come out. We got a bunch of uh, hot toys. So uh, Echo was already announced before. Mm-hmm. And they just showed him off recently. Uh, but they announced a Super Battle Droid. They announced Casca Reeves. They announced the other dude from Mandalorian Season 2, Axe Woves. <laughs> they announced Boba Fett from Book of Boba and his Polynesian Spa. It looks so The Polynesian Spa. It looks so good. <laughs> he does look good. He, if you get the deluxe version, he comes with his, Boba, his Django chair. Yeah. His Jabba chair. I kind of, if I was going to go for one of these Boba Fetts, though, I would be more inclined to go for that, like, double pack that comes with... Fennec uh, as well? No, it comes with Tamora Morrison in, like, his uh, robe on Tatooine. Oh, that's sick. And it also comes with him in the Boba Fett armor, but not the repainted one. It's when he gets it back. So which would you like? But I more? would want the repainted one, too. So I, I'm all in on this Boba Fett collection for, like, $900, <laughs> I guess. You're all in to have the stages of Boba Fett? Not right now, but maybe, like, <laughs> maybe in the a year. Maybe when they have more Boba Fett stuff going on in the uh, show. Yeah. When he's a little bit more pronounced. Yeah, we also got a Fennec Shand. Don't know if you can take the helmet off, but it looks like uh, her face is seen through the the mask. Yeah. We got a Cobb Vanth announcement. Hopefully you can take his mask off, because that's the only way I'll buy it. Oh, come on. If if you can't take his helmet off, then what's even the point? Exactly. He's just Boba Fett, but thin. (laughs) (laughs) And he's wearing the wrong clothes. Yeah. He's just wrong Boba if you can't take his helmet off. Incorrect Boba Fett. This boy is incorrect. That's politically incorrect Boba Fett. This Boba is incorrect. (laughs) Uh, we then got an armorer from Mandalorian Season 1. Hopefully that character comes back, because that character was sorely missed in Season 2. Because mm-hmm. it was just badass. I don't remember, I think they died. No, I don't think she they did They just either. did some badass fights, and then they had to run away. But you don't see them after that badass fight. So it's like, did they die? To my knowledge, I don't think so. I, I think she's still around. I'd like to think so as well. She was dope. Mm-hmm. And then they announced uh, two Mythos statues and two uh, Supreme supreme uh, special premiere statues. The Mythos ones are Ventress and Starth Sidious, and the other two are Kylo and Grievous. Getting bad guy central up in this biz. That's sick, dude. They announced, dude. How do the battle droid hot toys work? Because the the whole like aesthetic and like 
idea of the Hot Toys or the Sideshow collectibles are, like, the fabrics and, like, the posability. Are the droids, like, just hard plastic, like the heads and the hands that just move around? Or are they, like, no, like I a mean, weird I felt mean, material? They're molded. The felt. Well, no, because, um... <laughs> With uh, the King Shark one that they announced, yeah. his skin doesn't have any like the lips to move. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, so let's say you uh, have like a regular hot um, a toy like that Zartan up there. His yeah. arms have like the obviously posable things, but with King Shark you don't see the hand like I want to say like nub, mm-hmm. and but you can still move his arms around. Yeah. So his skin isn't like this plastic material. It's like this like weird. Like velvety, yeah, because like, he's a shark. Exactly. Well, <laughs> but they put like a rough material over his bioorganic, yeah, like, no, robot. The, the parts droids are very hair. much just like whatever material they're making them out of, and that's just kind of like it. a resin. But they're probably. also significantly cheaper, yeah, because than they buying don't come with anything. the ones that come with fabrics and stuff. I mean, they're usually less than two hundred dollars. Well, because the droids and the like troopers, droids and troops, they want yeah. you to get like the cool one. They want you to get like a bunch of them. Yeah, they want you to. Get a so then you can have like here's your army of troopers. Here's your army of droids. You could pose them in battles. You know, yeah. Like no. you, for example, could buy a Rex. Two clones. I don't think a Rex is available. Maybe he is. And then your Obi Wan Kenobi and have him standing in a battle pose against two battle droids and a banana droid. You know. Yeah, I mean, dope. So I'm looking at it, the battle droid and um, the super battle, or the other one that's available. Holy shit! This was seen at San Diego Comic Con 2019, and it still hasn't come out. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> so nice. So these things haven't even these things haven't even been made available yet for except for the one prototype they had yeah, except like, for the prototypes cool. <laughs> that they showed off and they were like you like this so we don't even know how much that these ones would cost in particular wow. but yeah like clone trooper a generic clone trooper costs a lot less than obviously Anakin like Hunter Skywalker or Anakin, yeah because they come I mean, with less bits even this just Death Watch Mandalorian right here it's like two thirty five yeah as opposed to as a three hundred which yeah. is what one of the regular characters cost now give or take. Boba Fett one costs two forty five so I mean I, I, got I think my, they're just undervaluing how cool Boba. Fett I mean is. I got my Ghost Face and I got the Ash and they cost me under two hundred I mean plus tax and shipping is going to be about two thirty but. Ash wasn't. Ash uh, was one ninety eight, and that was like the deluxe. That was one, right? no, that was the regular one. I oh, didn't want the deluxe, the deluxe one. one. The deluxe one comes with like a cool stand that says Evil Dead Two and like a little background, but I don't got a place to put that. I'd rather just save the extra hundred bucks, get Ash with the chainsaw, the shotgun, and the Necronomicon, and call it a day. It still comes with one of the exclusive heads, I think. Uh oh, this yeah. Boba Fett is two forty five because the helmet doesn't come off of it. That's why. That's why. And they don't give you the extra mold. That's why. Yeah, That's so. why they want you to buy the one with uh, Tomorrow Morrison's face. So that you have to, yeah. So that you can play around with the Polynesian spa. (laughs) What's great about Boba Fett is since it's Tamora Morrison and he's all the clones, you can just take that head off and put it on any clone trooper, or take the clones' heads off and put them on um, Boba Fett's head and be like, "This is him." If he decided to get a face mask and wear a Rambo headband, I I gotta say, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen it, the Mythos Boba Fett. that's fire. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's pretty fire. It's like what he would have been doing, I guess, if he... Didn't lose his armor? Didn't get all messed up in yeah. the Sarlacc pit. So, well, it's the Polynesian side. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've talked to these people enough about uh, our toy addiction. I think they're cool, man. I mean, I just started getting my hot toys. The first one I got was a Scream one, and I thought I was going to get it in uh, with a payment plan, but I didn't apply it. Mm-hmm. So I accidentally bought it, and I got it in like three days. And I was like, okay. So he's just chilling. But I still got to get a Han, a Spider-Man, uh, a Mando, and then um, the dude in Ash. I'm going to have to spend the money on fucking I want Anakin, I want another Obi-Wan, and I want that Clone Wars Darth Maul. 
Nice. Those are like those are the big ones. Yeah, for those you. are the big ones. Well, and you got maybe the, in Ahsoka. And you got the dude coming. Maybe well. in Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. You bought the dude, and he comes with the joint hands. Boba Fett, <laughs> I just think looks cool. That's why I would want him. Yeah, and you said you want what the new one or the old one? I, I would probably want the repainted armor, yeah. but I would end up spending money on the other one too, just because I want his face. But yeah. I think the one that comes with the chair might, have the might face. come with the that's face. The, yeah, that's the deluxe, like deluxe figure. And you can also, it has a base where you can put Fennec Shand and make him stand next to him. Yeah, but like, then I'm going to buy Fennec Shand. I, I could just put sexy Obi-Wan on the chair. <laughs> you could. <laughs> have him leaning up on it. Hello, Hello there. there. <laughs> <laughs> you can have him sitting on the Iron Throne right there. That's pretty sick. Right, let's move on to our next little bit of news. We've got a little bit of speculation coming here. Yeah. Uh, so San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now, or one of the virtual cons. Yeah, Comic-Con from home, or whatever yeah. it is. And they revealed some art for The Mandalorian Season 3, and it's Luke teaching Grogu how to lightsaber, and it's yellow because he's a guardian, and he's going to go back to his dad. It's the only thing that can happen. I just copied in what you were saying after a while. <laughs> I just wrote down whatever you were saying. He's going back to his dad. It's the only thing that can happen. He's going to teach Grogu how to use a lightsaber, and Grogu's going to start speaking English, and he's going to be like, ah, if only somebody had actually been paying attention to me for the past 20 years. That would have been really beneficial to my growth. But here we are now. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if so from what we're gathering from this... Um, the, the rumor going around about Mandalorian Season 3 not coming out until close to 2023. Um, it looks like we're going to get Book of Boba Fett and Din Djarin's going to show up in an episode or two. And then we're going to get the Ahsoka show and then Din Djarin might show up in an episode or two. Because it looks like they're going timeline. Mando 1, Mando 2, Book of Boba. So by the time we get to Mandalorian Season 3 after Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka, if that's what's to be believed... We could have over a year or two of Luke training Grogu, and then Grogu just goes, I can speak now, I'm going to go see my dad. Yeah. And then he dips, and then Grogu doesn't die when Kylo attacks, because that's the canon right now. <laughs> I just had a wild thought. What What's if, wild what thought? if uh, that tease they gave us for Book of Boba Fett at the end of The Mandalorian was just like a fake-out, and the Book of Boba Fett is actually a show about him escaping the Sarlacc pit and living on Tatooine? <laughs> <laughs> I'd still watch it. I would still watch it, too. <laughs> I'll go to full more armor for the... So People to the want to know what happened. Spa. I just broke out. And I just was broke out of the Polynesian spa. From what I, I was so tired that I fell asleep in the sand. And from the, what I can gather... The took my stuff. What I can gather... He was in the Starlight Pit for a bit. And then... He eventually killed it, or it died, and he was able to escape. Mm. But he was knocked out. Or he I, th- lost I think in Legends, he planted a bunch of explosives in its stomach, yeah. and he, like, propelled himself out. And then how did the armor get taken by the Jawas? Because he was passed out in the sand. And then the Jawas just went, <laughs> like, and this. stole yeah. his stuff. Yeah. And then it took him months to find it, because he was like, fuck, where did it go? <laughs> and he's been wandering around Tatooine for th- the last, like, 12 it, years. I think uh, it was a little bit different in Legends. I think Dengar might have actually been involved at the time. Well, I'd like to think it's just uh, Jawa and Boba. Just yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to relook into what happened. I in feel Legends. like we're probably gonna see it in the Book of Boba Fett show, because Fennec will be like, so talk about it. Fennec will be like, how did you get out and come here? And he'll be like, well, let me. That's a story for another time. What, what if man. they What if they made it like a joke? So how'd you get out of the Sarlacc pit? And he just like looks off, and, and then like, we just hear him go, ah, and we see him flying out of the pit, <laughs> at, like out of an explosion, and he just hits his face in the sand. He goes. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, that, that lines up with some of the Mandalorian humor we have with the last two seasons. Yeah. It's like, it's serious, but there's a little bit of joke. How'd you get out? <laughs> Bam! I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather talk about the Polynesian spa. That's for me to know about and for you to never find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be dope if we get some... It's for uh, the Polynesian spa. Polynesian spa. 
So yeah, um, what do you think about Luke coming back in more of a mainstay role? Not mainstay, like he's going to be in every episode, but like maybe he'll show up in a Boba. Maybe he'll show up in an Ahsoka. I would love it if they gave us an animated Luke show. Because originally I, want, I wanted Sebastian Stan to do it. And then they, and like, then they were like, Martin. here's our weird CGI. I'm like, I definitely don't want to watch a show at that all the time. <laughs> so unless you guys can fix whatever that yeah. was, I no think, thanks. I think they're going to end up casting a Luke Skywalker body. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, I like Sebastian Stan a while ago because he really looked like a young Mark Hamill. He now, does. he, he kind of looks like a slightly older, which I guess would fit in the timeline yeah. that we're looking for. And he did say he'd do it if, if Mark, Mark Hamill ever was like, yeah, you can you can do it. He's like, if he, I get his like blessing, essentially, to yeah. do this version of the character, I then think I'll we'll do see it. it. And, you know, I, I understand Mark Hamill's attachment to Luke Skywalker. It's and he like, wants to redo what he did in 7, it, 8, and it's 9 like, he didn't like it. I, there's also an opportunity for Mark Hamill to work now with Sebastian Stan and be like, let's build this character together. Yeah. This is everything that I've ever thought about Luke Skywalker and all the conceptions I've ever had for the mm-hmm. character. And I'm going to share them all with you now. So what we could do, whether or not it's going to be a live action or an animated show, if they do do something with Luke Skywalker in the future... What we could have for Luke is Luke could show up and he could do young stuff with Sebastian Stan and then he could flash forward to how he's acting now in 7, 8, and 9 yeah, and, and explains more of how he got I, there. I was saying that for the And then we could have Mark time. Hamill show up in person and do his Mark Hamill because of 7, 8, 9. I was like, you could have Mark Hamill doing this story where Luke is well on his way to making yeah. the temple happen. Get a young kid that looks like Adam Driver, Smash, oh. have him play a young Kylo Ren. Yeah. And you'll have this story about Luke teaching Kylo Ren, yeah. right? But on the flip side of things, you'll have this story about Luke learning to become this person. Yeah. So the lessons that he teaches Kylo, or Ben Solo, I guess, yeah. the lessons he's teaching Ben Solo every episode, we'd also get the flip side of why did Luke learn this lesson. Yeah. And if it's animated, they can just get Mark Hamill to do both voices. And if it's not animated, they could just get Sebastian Stan or someone who looks like Mark to yeah. do the young and then Mark does the well, old. And I mainly Older, said animated just in case Mark Hamill really was like, I want to do the voice. Exactly, yeah. Because they didn't even just do entirely Mark Hamill. I'm pretty sure it was that a, it, was it was a, a mixture. Dude. It was a mixture of the guy who does him in Battlefront oh, and voice. Mark Hamill. Maybe. Because they were like, he already does the Luke Skywalker voice well enough and Mark Hamill obviously has to be a part of this in some capacity. Yeah. So yeah. they mixed him in. They said they brought um, Hamill in. The last second to use some VO is to fuck with his face. I mean, that does not sound like what Mark Hamill sounds like now. No, Mark Hamill he sounds can, like that. Yeah. Hey, he can't it's do me, the Mark. Luke, he can't do the Luke Skywalker voice like he used to anymore. It's because the Joker voice killed him for all the years he did it. And then he was doing all the... He gargles gravel when yeah. he does So it. when it's he like, comes oh. in and he's like, talent without training is nothing. I'm like, that's not Mark Hamill, but it's totally Luke Skywalker. <laughs> talent without training is nothing. Talent without training is... <laughs> That's Mark Hamill right there. We got it. If you ever know what he sounded like, we got you. I love Mark Hamill. No, we all do. Mark Hamill's a national treasure. Nick Cage is going to steal him in the third movie. <laughs> I'd love to see that. You'd love to see a national treasure movie where Nick Cage steals Mark Hamill away? Yeah, and he's like, we got to save you, We're going to go Hamill. on a romantic adventure to Paris. <laughs> and I'm going to get you away from the fascists. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, and I want to go home. But if you're going to pay for dinner, maybe I'll stay. Maybe I'll hang out with you. <laughs> Alright, so we're excited for Luke Skywalker to come back, but mostly in an animated perspective, just so we don't have to have bad CGI. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I'm totally down for either one. I just want to see us get to, either they're going to retcon some of the stuff in 8 and 9, where they make Luke less of a prick, or they are going to lead him down that path to make Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker, like, angrier. 
And that's assuming they do it. Yeah. Because yeah. one, one break from, oh, my nephew was going to kill everybody, does not make you go that insane. Because mm-hmm. we see him, like, holding the lightsaber over Kylo, and he's already still pretty dishe- he's disheveled at that point. He's like, oh, you know, you want one me to, vision doesn't you give you You want me that. to buy that? Show me an instance where Luke watched Ben accidentally kill another one of the students. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, that's And he's like, crazy. whoa, do you realize what you just did? And he's like, yeah, isn't that something? And he just kind of like walks away, yeah. and he's like, "This kid has no remorse. He just yeah. killed somebody, and he doesn't or maybe even care." Cut someone's hand off, right? It's like, make him a murderer. But, it's like, but Ben's not even that guy in yeah. those movies, and so. especially by the end when Ray goes, no. "Turn to the good side and shoot guys with guns." Like he, fl- he does a lot good. of sus stuff, you know, when he goes around like killing the Mustafarians yeah, in, in the last movie. But it's like <sighs> somebody that he actually knew and like grew yeah. up and trained with. I figure maybe that would. I be I mean, something. we do see in the Rise of Kylo Ren. So he does this is not getting in the realm of headcanon now. Though. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we've read. We haven't read the Rise of Kylo Ren on the show, but we've read the Rise of Kylo Ren in our own time. Yes, and it really just shows not you. Great. They draw Adam Driver's face really weird, <laughs> but the art overall is still solid. Yeah. Um. I, I don't like the concept of the Knights of Ren. I think it's, it's very stupid. They should have just been it's just his, a stupid thing that's they leveled on top. Oh, it's of because it. if they how they were pitched at the beginning where they were the knights that were with Kylo Ren all the time, they're basically the Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. When they were introduced, it was like, oh, so Kylo also gets Inquisitors. So they probably switched it. and Went, oh no, it's actually people who were just somewhere else. Because if imagine if it was like. Kylo didn't kill all the students. He actually had this, like, underground, like, oh, man, the Force could be used for this kind of thing. And then he taught his friends how to be, like, more badass, and they became the Knights of Ren. That's how it pitched that's, originally. That's how I thought it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, so they're all, like, Jedi that left the temple with him, and yeah. they turned with him. Cool. Yeah. And then they were but like, no, nah, they're, they're, they're just like, nah, They're just dudes, and yeah. they were following a different guy. Called Kylo called Ren. The Ren. Yeah, the Ren. And then... Then they weren't following him anymore. Yeah. And now Kylo Ren's the Ren. Like, what? Why couldn't they Very just be like... stupid. If, if anything, why couldn't you just make them Sith guys left over from the Empire? Or extra Like, these were secret Sith guys, but yeah. they never wet, wet the sauce. Yeah, they were... But, and Snoke was like, I need somebody to deal they with these guys. They don't have lightsabers. You're literally the yeah. grandson of Darth Vader. Yeah. You're the best person to oversee these guys' training. It's like, they don't have also lightsabers, trained by Luke but they also have, like, dark side. Like, they could be like, oh, man, we're in tomb with the dark side. Yeah, and then no they remorse. just show up and die. And then Kylo kills them kills all. Kills all of them. Every single one of in, them. Like, one slice in each. one fight. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> the original script was going to have certain characters, uh, certain like uh, the Knights of Ren be chasing the main characters throughout the movie. Wouldn't it have been cool to see them be like defiant towards Kylo Ren in, like, hey, in ways? You mean they could like, talk? Like, yeah, he would give them <laughs> orders and they'd be like, shut up, you wet noodle. And then they do what they want. And he's like, I can't believe this defiance. And then they're like, who even are you? And then he kills one of them. He's like, I'm your boss. <laughs> I'm the daddy. And they're like, oh, right, that's who you are. Oh, yeah. I'm the Ren. I'm the Ren. But now we're never going to get that. Yeah. All right. Final bit of news. It's a rumor. But rumor has it that Mena Musad, uh, the guy who plays Aladdin and he's in reprisal, Mm -hmm. uh, and Lars Mikkelsen will be playing Ezra Bridger and Thrawn in the Ahsoka show. Yeah. It was uh, this this website, LRM Online, and... They don't even, like, say, like, oh, we have official confirmation from Lucasfilm or Disney or from these actors. They're just connecting some dots. No, they pretty much just said they're confident in reporting this. So I would imagine that they they wouldn't put something out like this. Yeah, Yeah, if they didn't have, like, a guy who actually worked on, or is about to work on this production. I mean, we know that... Someone um, on the writing team, maybe. Mayna posted himself looking yoked, and then with an Ezra quote. 
Yeah. So people were like, Months whoa, ago. and then he and deleted then it. made him take it down. Yeah, but because he was probably we, in talks at the We beginning. talked about this. Yeah. He wasn't really yoked. Yeah, well, he was not yoked. He's, he's got st- he's got Chad Joe. More yoked than me. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but I, I believe that, like, you, you know, you're in talks to do something months ago, and you're setting yourself up for it, and it's like, all right, you can be this guy, but you got to work out. So he does this thing where he's like, oh, man, I, I guess since I got it, I can say it. And then Disney was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and they took it down, and yeah. then people were like, Probably because when he originally posted that picture, he, it probably wasn't confirmed yet, but he probably just heard that he was like getting good he news was, like, or something. Ups, yeah, yeah, that he was one. He of was the like in the last two, so he's probably just excited to share the fact that he was at least auditioning for the yeah. part. And then there's Raul Coley who just acts like Ezra all the time. <laughs> there's Raul Coley who just pretends like he's not yeah, going to be Ezra. He's like, I am Ezra Bridger. I like, wouldn't be surprised I, okay, if we see uh, Raul Coley in something Star Wars soon. I just think oh, I'd love he could it. bring Especially that energy. he's breaking out more into acting yeah. and stuff Especially like that. Especially with the haunting of the Bly Manor. The Bly Manor is what got him up. I mean, his big show was uh, iZombie, and then he was in a couple episodes of random CW shows, and then he's been in some movies, and now Haunting of Bly Manor has really shot him up. And I, So I hope... You don't gotta give him like a huge role in Star Wars. He doesn't need to be the no, next. Give him fucking... a huge role in Star Wars. I mean, I would love make to him like the Grandmaster of Star Wars. But it would be cool if you got to play like a live action Inquisitor or something. I know all the Inquisitors kind of stinky poopy, but he'd be cool Kang. if you got to he do could it. be the Kang of Star Wars. <laughs> he just shows up a lot. Yeah, he could be uh, one of the guys from the Banking Clan. <laughs> Immune. No, I think he would be like uh, Bail Organa's the secret son or some shit. I'm the secret son of Bail Organa. <laughs> I in it. I'm the secret son of Bail Organa. <laughs> And I just think, cause he, who could he be? I mean, then again, we don't know what uh, Sun Kang is going to be playing. He could either be a pod racer or an Inquisitor. So or the like, secret son of Bell Organa. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the headcanon right now. Sweet. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I can't wait for the Kenobi show. Yeah, so what do you think about um, the Ezra casting and the Thrawn oh, casting I, with the Mickelson brother? I'm not disappointed in the slightest. Yeah, I think uh, the Aladdin guy's going to do a great job. Um, <laughs> was it Mena? Is yeah. it Mina, Mena? Anyway, he's he was great in reprisal. I thought he was like the best character in that show. Unfortunately, it got canned after one season because the overall plot was a little rocky. But he was still great. And the Aladdin, I haven't seen yet, but from what I've heard, it's amazing. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty he, good. He was pretty good in it. He was very, uh, you said physical. Yeah, he he did a lot of uh, stunts and stuff. A lot of moving yeah, around, which makes him go Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Yo, you want to do some front flips and back flips and, and call like, yourself sure. Ezra Bridger and make a billion dollars?" And he was like, "Yes, he was I like, do absolutely, do I want to become Star Wars because then I can be this character until I mean, he dies." It, if you think about it, it also makes a lot of sense because he's already inducted into the Disney fold, having done exactly. Aladdin. So yeah, that's why I was saying like some actors like, "Oh man, just use them because they're in the Disney already." Yeah, exactly. Like with uh, Pedro Pascal. If they're going to do a Marvel movie and they want him to be a bad guy, just be like, well, he's already been in Disney, so just he's probably on the short list for mm-hmm. anything. I mean, he was in DC as, uh, what's his face? But it'd be cool to get Pedro in there. And then there's Oscar Isaac. He's like, you're not going to Disney plus me. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. He's getting Disney plus. He's Moon Knight. No, he he wasn't going to be a Poe Dameron. Anymore. Oh, yeah. Cause they he's he's like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, because they like, dicked nope. him over. But then they were like, how about Moon Knight? And he was like, all right, I'll do that one. Yeah, I think whatever the, uh, I think whatever the project that was pitched to him was, it offered a lot more creative freedom. So that's why Moon he was Knight, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. Because Moon Knight's way different. Mm-hmm. And the Marvel franchises, I feel like, have a lot more creative like outlets because they don't have like a set path you have to go down. With the Star Wars ones, I know the sequel trilogy took place in the latest part of the timeline, but... There's still like some set paths you have to go. Yeah. Moon Knight has been in almost nothing that involves the Marvel. Like in the comics, he's yeah, been I, part of a couple teams. I, I but... remember in uh, high school when we had uh, that art class and we were using Photoshop to color in the comic mm-hmm. book characters. Yeah. I 
got a picture on Moon Knight, and I was like, I don't even know what this dude's supposed to look like. And I just <laughs> colored him in, like, with a all, like, gray color scheme, and he Good had, enough. like, a yellow moon on his chest. Yeah. I was like, Not wrong. I was like, look, it's Moon Knight. <laughs> and I showed it to you. You were like, you know, this is almost like what his colors look like. Yeah, because he was white with a moon symbol that could be yellow. Doesn't you're, like, you're like, you know, his colors are just a little bit different. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. What else does this guy look like, you know? Was he going to do him all in black? Yeah, yeah he has a kind of black costume. And they're bringing back Hunter Moon, which is really cool. He's Hunter a uh, Moon. Sailor Moon's boyfriend. <laughs> Sailor Moon's brother. <laughs> just got back from the Polynesian spas. <laughs> Everyone's coming back from the Polynesian spas. So, yeah, I'm excited for uh, the Moon Knight show as well as a potential Ezra Bridger and Throng Buddy Cop show. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> it's going to be a show about the two of them hanging out in deep space going, Hey! Hey! It's a lethal weapon in space. That's what it is. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. I wonder what they're going to be doing in that show. Um, because we're not even sure if it's like its own spin-off show or if they're showing up in Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. It seems like they're going to be in Ahsoka. And that's if, what I would if think. the episode does really well, they'll just be like, an Ezra show. Because there's still a lot of people who don't really even know who Ezra is. Me. And there's a shit ton of people who, when Ahsoka dropped Grand Admiral Thrawn, as many people that went, oh my god, Grand Admiral Thrawn! At equally many people went, who, who the fuck is that? <laughs> who the fuck is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Well, who the fuck is that? Because nobody watched Rebels, because yeah. it was on Disney XD. And it was, it was marketed a kid's for kids. Show until, like, season two, when it was like, we kill people. <laughs> and then season three happened. And, and like, you're like, oh my god. And you're like, wow, this is cool. And then season four happens. You're, you're like, we're going back to Lothal. And I'm like, <laughs> Lethal is the worst part about that show. Ezra's whole plotline is, oh man, I hate being stuck on this planet. This planet that sucks. Show, this show that we're going to talk well, about. Only this show, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I hate being stuck on this planet. Lethal sucks. Like, my parents died here. I'm all alone. I'm a street orphan. I'm Aladdin. And then he's Aladdin. He's pretty much Aladdin in space. <laughs> wow. <laughs> casting. Wow. Just have my own perfect. Wilson moment. Wow. wow. Perfect casting. Wow, that's perfect. And wow. <laughs> they got Steve from um, Full House to do it because he did the original voice. They get Steve from Full House to be Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty goofy. He's short enough. <laughs> so he just finished Fuller House, no contracts. Fuller House, no contracts. Oh, three. <laughs> Disney Plus, that guy. <laughs> So, like, you know, him just going, oh, I don't want to be here. And then the first chance he gets to team up with the Rebels and leave. Literally the next episode, episode three, because the first two are, like, one little block, they go back to Lothal. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to Lothal. And guess what? Go back to Lothal. What's and they Lothal? just keep going to Lothal. And they only go to the one town or the one base where uh, Lazar goes. Yeah, that's, that's where everything in the entirety of Lothal is happening. That's where you brought us. Yeah. Well, that's because I like to have cheeky fun. And I was like, cheeky his fun. dad. Cheeky fun. <laughs> Alright, do you want to uh, actually talk about this show Yeah, now? man, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, quick content update. I watched Bad Batch episode 13, Infestation. I did not. Pretty good. Uh, definitely one of the mid-episodes where it's like a filler leading up to something. Because the next episode is titled We only War have Mantle. like two more now. Yeah, three more. Three more. 13, uh, 14, 15, and 16. And the next one's called War Mantle, which you said might be was something that was mentioned before. Probably going to be huge. Yeah, that's so. what, um, I believe that's what Tarkin referred to yeah. it as, uh, the Conscripting Soldiers yeah. Program. So, this is gonna so maybe it'll be taken like, full effect. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be something fun. But this episode had a character in it that I thought was someone from Rebels, but wasn't. Mm. And that I also thought was Nathan Fillion, but is supposedly someone named Tom Taylorson. But I'm going to say it's Nathan Fillion until it's 100% on their IMDb's. Because I checked Tom Taylorson's IMDb, not credited yet. So I need to, to see with my own eyes, because it sounds like Nathan Fillion. It's a good episode, though. It's the Bad Batch doing Bad Batch stuff. 
So I think you'd, I think you'll like it. Not as much as the last two episodes, but I think you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I like pretty much every episode that's coming out so far. Yeah, I've never so. hated an episode yet. I, I, don't I think, think some are slow. Think, yeah, there's but, episodes that I haven't particularly like where they get baby rancor, I'm been like, like okay. super high on, yeah. but there are. I, I don't think I hate any episodes. No. I think they're all. But I've been having a good enough time with the show. Yeah, I'm excited for the rest of it in season two, hopefully. Alrighty, and Omega so, to get that concept bubble armor. Dude, I, it's gotta happen come the end of the season. I mean, like, what are they waiting for? It's the only thing that can happen. I thought it would at least happen in this episode, but you're like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see. It might happen in the next episode. Because with, what? with what they set up with the title of War Mantle, Omega might need some armor. Yeah, she's gonna so, need some help. She can't we'll just see. be running around with, like, just her little robe on. She's gonna get blasted. Let's talk about Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, seasons one and season two. Another yes. Dave Filoni-driven show. It's like Dave Filoni's the only one who does Star Wars anymore. It was made for Disney Plus back in 2014. Uh, I'm going to apologize right now to any of the really big Rebels fans. Uh, in case you haven't really been paying attention, I'm only like kind of a Rebels fan. I like aspects of Rebels, yeah. but most episodes are just okay for me. I got big into Rebels while watching. At first I thought Rebels was like, meh. Watching it, it's really good. It's just not like top tier because it's got a lot of dumb. It's stuff. not like Clone Wars level of like, oh wow, this is interesting. After season oh, wow, one and season two, oh, wow, Clone Wars just like keeps going. Yeah, Rebels, it's just they go, and then go back to Lothal, and that's what makes me go, why? Oh, the entirety of season four, it's just like big poopy diaper. I'm like, what is this show? Leave Lothal, go to other places. No, they have to hang out on Lothal. So uh, we're going to talk about episodes one and two of season one real quick, and they share the title Spark of Rebellion. Uh, we are going to be running through these a little bit faster than usual because some of the episodes are just super boring. Some are filler. <laughs> uh, so it is a dark time. The Jedi are no more, and the Empire rules the galaxy with an iron fist, bringing tyranny to the outer rim world of Lothal. Oh, no. Their ominous presence is a cloud over the planet, squashing any hope of freedom for a better life, especially 14-year-old orphan Ezra Bridger. Orphans. The young or con <laughs> I almost called them the young orphan just because orphan. But the young con artist soon finds that destiny has other plans for him as he encounters a small band of rebels who dare to strike back against the Empire. And he's a little bit of a Jedi. Yeah. So Ezra's a little Force-sensitive baby boy hanging out by himself on uh, Lothal. In like a weird like watchtower. And then him and Kanan, they do the Into the Spider-Verse. Whoa, you're like me. Whoa. And uh, he joins the team of the Ghosts. After uh, much After dismay from literally everybody yeah. where they go, we don't need him. And he's like, well, come on, guys, I'm useful. And they're like, you're small and that's what's fun. They get into some shenanigans. And they steal TIE Fighters. And they steal TIE I don't think they did that yet. No, that's the next episode. Yeah. That's, that's the... episode uh, four, actually. Yeah. Episode three is the one about um, C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Though. That was kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, that was episode one and two. Yeah, the Spark of the Rebellion. Ezra, I guess we could talk about all the main people on, uh, Yeah, so ghost. who is Phantom Squad slash Phoenix Squad? It's Phoenix Squad. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Ezra Bridger, the little baby boy. He's, he's what, fan, Spectre 6? I don't know their designations, if I'm being 100% They're all Spectres 1 through something. I, can, I think it's Kanan's 1, Hera's 2, Chopper's 3. Uh, Sabine is five, Zeb is four, and Ezra six. Lee. And then the new guy, the inventory droid, it sounds like Alan Rickman. I could give him a seven if that's how we're going. <laughs> I am the inventory droid. I am the inventory droid. Yeah. So yeah, Ezra Bridger. You get Kanan Jarrus, aka Caleb Doom. He's a <gasps> Jedi Padawan what? that you should all know about what? because we already talked about this. What? So I'm not going to talk about it again. We have Hera. 
character. One of the best characters in the entire Star Wars universe, just because she is great. She's like the... I I call her Space Mom, because she's the mom of the group, but she's also, like, one of the, like, most level-headed characters in the entire franchise. She's like, we have to do this because it's right, and Kanan's like, but I think it's stinky. There's season two when they join up with Fulcrum. Kanan's like, this fucking sucks. He's like, I want to go back to doing what we were doing before. And she's like... Are you not, like, fucking paying attention to this war that we're in right yeah, now? Yeah, we're in, like, a war right now, dude. You need to stop acting like this is all just about and us. Kanan's, like, a little baby. He is. He's, he's a little baby about most well, things. Like, he, I don't like protocol. I'm well, like, get over he yourself. left the Jedi because he was getting killed by was, clones. Yeah, he was about to get killed. Yeah, so he was like, the last time I was in an order, we all got fucked up. Last time I was in a war, so let's just steal stuff again. Yeah. So Hera, she's a green uh, Twi'lek from Twi'lek. the planet Ryloth. Uh, you guys probably know her... Father Cam Syndulla, if you're a fan of either Bad Batch or the Clone Wars, which you probably are if you're listening to anything about Rebels. Yeah. Uh, next we have Chopper, who we found out Hera's pretty much had him since the Clone Wars. Apparently, uh, right before that episode, she saved him from a wrecked um, Y-Wing or something. Yeah, so... And she fixed him up. That's why he's a little bit of a bitch. Chopper is uh, Hera's droid who has no qualms about murdering like literally thousands. He, his of kill people. count is so high. I know it's ridiculous. For a droid, it's ridiculous. Like for Kanan, it's like, oh, he's a Jedi, whatever. Ezra, yeah, it makes sense. The rebels, the droids' kill count is ridiculous. I think R two D just killed less people. Dude, I was watching an episode yesterday from season two where he literally turns on like this gravitizing thing that one of the Empire's ship is using, uh-huh. and it pulls in two gigantic Imperial ships into the third one, and all three of them explode. I'm like, well, everybody on all those ships is dead. Good job, Chopper. <laughs> They're like, oh no, we're getting pulled in, and Chopper just goes, wait for it, and they're and they're like, wait for what? And then the entire empire just like explodes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, with this little Chop- droid. Chopper's man. a sassy motherfucker. Yeah, he's really out he's here. Like, just, he's really out here just committing murder. Yeah. All right, so the next member is Zeb Aurelius. Yeah. He's uh, what the is last he? uh, Lassat. He's the yeah. last Lassat that we know of. Um, until we who survived a purge that Callus was on there. Well, there's two at least. I haven't met the other ones yet. Yep. Oh, season four? Yep. Ah, oh, sweet, dude. Yeah, everybody's got to well, have well, some stuff. They're looking for the light of the like weird god thing to b- bring the Lasats to the new planet. Everybody's got stuff, man. Yeah. Everybody gets stuff. Yeah, yeah season four, I, it's not like terrible. It's got to wrap everything up. But it's not It's not great. Yeah. Season two is where the show peaks. Hondo's sure. on the show, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So is Lando, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But you know, so Zeb is a captain of the uh, like the Lasat army, and then he, uh, during the Great Purge of Lasat, he uh, ends up dipping, and he's like thinks he's the last one, and then uh, he's part of the rebels now. Bunch of misfits. Go him. Then we got Sabin. Yeah, Sabine. Sabine Wren. She is an ex Mandalorian, ex Imperial mm-hmm. uh, rebel who likes art and explosives. Yeah. And she's got colorful from, hair. From Clan Wren. Yeah. Her mom is Ursa Wren. Yeah. She shows up later in the show. She does. She's also in Clone Wars, briefly. Yeah, for like a hot second. Very briefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we see her during the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, she's when, in the background with Bo-Katan. Yeah, when they're walking around. And she puts stuff. the helmet on, you're like, that's her! And then oh, yeah, like, we know her! It's like when they put Dryden Voss in it, they were like, oh, God, he's gone! Okay, <laughs> see you in Solo, friend. And, uh, Unless you show up in fucking Bad Batch, please. And, and that's the whole crew of the Ghost. You think the Bad Batch would be fighting the crime syndicate of the Crimson Dawn, but they're not. No. They're not doing much of anything. I think season two is going to be Crimson Dawn. Okay. Because they got to bring, bring Maul back. Why not? Maul's everywhere. Have Dryden Voss come in. Have a Han Solo episode. Have a Kira show up. Kira would be dope to show up. Anyway. 
More rebels. And who's the last bit of rebel? Yeah, wouldn't they be like younger at that point? Uh, Kira. Well, the timeline with Han Solo is because Solo takes place. I think it's twelve years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, and then there's three years in between or him. Eight years, maybe. It all is. it's eight, and then it's twelve because it's uh, it's eight years when he grows up to be like. 1718, yeah. and then he goes off and does the Imperial yeah, Cadets so, for so three they, years. So they'd be like kids at that time. Yeah, he does like three years of Imperial Cadets or something like that, and then he's like What's 20 up, something. Omega? My name is Han. Han, no family. <laughs> Han alone. Han, lonely guy. Han by himself. Han, I wish I had someone. <laughs> Han, who's my brother? Han, what happened? Dude, if Han meets Omega, it's gonna be like, you know what? You can be part of our family too. And he'll be like, nope. And he'll be like, okay, bye. I'll never talk about you ever again. Bye, yo-yo. <laughs> yo-yo. No, uh, I'm not going to talk about that. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the next episode of the show. Well, the last bit of Rebel is Ezra Bridger, little baby orphan Jedi, who Wait, has a gun I said him first. I know. but You just don't talk about him again. You wrap him up in order. He doesn't even have a lightsaber yet. Not yet. He doesn't get until season two. I think Barely. He, yeah, I think he builds it at the end of season He one. builds it like, right before they talk about Vader. Yeah. And then Vader's like... And he's like, <gasps> All right, what's up next for our episodes? We got droids in distress. R2-D2 and C-3PO show up and they're in trouble. Yeah, we're low on fuel. The ghost crew agrees to steal an Imperial weapon shipment from Cryblord Sitcatrovizago. During the mission, they encounter a familiar droid duo and find the weapons in question are more deadly than they'd realized. I understand that these are not telling you what happens in the episode, aside from a very brief show overview. But go watch the show if you want to know about it. Yeah, R two D two and C three P are there. It just gives them a reason to put these characters into Rebels, and it's only one time they're in it. Yeah, they just had to put them in there. Yeah, they put almost everybody in there. They and we, and we get introduced to Vizago, who is a recurring character. Yeah, not as recurring as you think he would be. No, he but he do, he does show up on occasion, once or twice, like Hondo, and once with Hondo. Yeah, it's funny. I love Hondo. Yeah. He looks ugly in the show, though. Yeah, he looks kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, he was ugly in Clone Wars, too. Yeah, but he's his kind of ugly, been... in case you haven't noticed. I don't mean ugly like, oh man, his race is ugly. I mean, like, ugly, like, character design wise. Because, like, in Clone Wars, he's got, like, the cape, he's got the hat, and it looks good. It's oh, you, they mean switched la- art styles. you mean, like, lazy? Yeah, when they switched art styles, they made it just a very lazy character design. They turned him down. But he's also not, like, running a castle anymore. I know, he's, he's like, disheveled. But then in, like, Galaxy's Edge, he's got his fancy cloak back. back on, and he's like, I am humble, Naka, and I own everything. He's it's back. like, good for you. <laughs> he joined up with the Rebels, and then is with Chewie and, and Ray. So. He did do that. Yeah. And they are doing that. And they run Black Spire Outpost for the good guys, kind of. I guess. <laughs> I'm not really sure what goes on there. That story's a little weird. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to yeah. me, because Kylo Ren is also walking around the theme park. I'm like, what's happening? Because, hear me out, it takes place in between those five minutes of eight and nine. Yeah. Because that's what they said. It takes place in between 8 and 9 for some reason. That's how Kylo's alive. That's, that's how like Ray's a whole year. okay. That's a, oh, I thought it, was, thought it was like two seconds. It was like a whole year. You're talking about in between 7 and 8. It was two seconds. Yeah, yeah that was like five minutes. And it was yeah. on a completely different planet. So yeah. that that would be hard for them to do. Yeah. You know, for some reason, I thought you were talking about how the timeline between 8 and 9 was very no, small. No, it was like a whole year there. So but the thing that really doesn't make sense about it is they have Kylo Ren walking around with his helmet on. The one that he destroyed and then doesn't put back together until now. Well, because they, they couldn't have... They can't get a guy who looks like him. I, I just don't think Batu makes sense, if I'm being honest. It's, it's Disney. It just doesn't. It's Disney. They're just like, look, we put our characters here, and this is canon. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, stop <laughs> saying everything's canon. It is canon. They're like, it is, though. It's like the theme park itself can be a canon place in Star Wars, but this, what you have going on here, this is not canon. 
All right, so episode four, oh, fight or flight, they steal a TIE fighter. Episode five. Yep, they steal a TIE fighter and they hide it. And they hide it, and they get told to destroy it, and they go, okay. Comes back later. Oh, if you don't know who they is, it's Ezra and Zeb. Because they need to team up and be friends, because yeah. at the beginning of this episode, they don't like each other. Yeah, they got to learn to be boys, because they share a room together. Imagine sharing a room with a giant, like, monkey ape man. And he has the bottom bunk, and <laughs> you're the top one. And then he, like, shoots you in the middle of the night. And it's oh I don't know what happened. Usually there's nobody up there, so I don't gonna worry about sleep it. Bullets. It has sleep bullets. Sleep night terrors. I'm a sleep shooter. Night terrors. So then you get episode five, Rise of the Old Masters. Kanan continues to train Ezra in the ways of the Force, and he's getting be- frustrated. He doesn't like it because he's he, like this guy sucks. He's like this guy sucks, or maybe I sucks. Yeah. Uh, but an underground transmission reveals a Jedi Master long thought dead is alive in Imperial custody. And it <gasps> turns out it turns out that she's just a husk. Yeah, it's fucked up. And they're like, it's the Inquisitors just setting a trap to Lord Jedi there, so he could be like, Jason Isaacs, is the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, so we he's meet the Grand Inquisitor, and he's he acts a little bit sus, and he's like, y'all are weak biz, but then they totally get away, and he's like, what? He's like, how? He's like, maybe I'm not very good at my job. And you're like, yeah, probably. And I'm like, I don't think you are very good at your job. So then the episode after that is episode six, Breaking Ranks. Looking to steal an Imperial decoder, Ezra goes undercover as a cadet in the Lothal Imperial Academy. This one was cool. He teams up with his boys. You get to see, like, what these kind of young kids are like, because there's that one kid who, like, like only cares about it. being, like, yeah. he's like, I just gotta be the best. He's, he's, like, like, my, he's like, I gotta do oh, it God. because of my family. And the other guy's like, my sister is gone and probably dead because she didn't fall in line, so I'm gonna go find her. <laughs> That's that guy. I forgot the name that uh, Ezra goes by. When he's there. Jabba? I don't think he calls himself Jabba. He goes Jabba a lot. I know he goes by Jabba a lot, but I don't think he calls himself <laughs> Jabba like, at the thing. It's, it's not Wedge. I think it's like, it's also a W. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just thought it was a cool episode just to see uh, the young kids come Yeah, you in. get to see the young conscripted soldiers. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the best part about it for yeah. me. It kind of tells you like what they did with uh, Finn and stuff, where it's like they got these kids young and trained them up. I will say, both times I've watched this series now, this episode has thrown me off, and I thought that I missed an episode, because it literally opens with him just being in the Academy. Yeah, I was like, like, what? What happened? Yeah. I'm like, what, where's, the rest? I'm like where's the rest of this? I was like, oh, we're in a flashback. And then he's like, Kanan, shut up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, after that episode, Whoa. is episode seven. I don't know why I said it like that. Out of darkness, their relationship strained over trust issues. Hera and Sabine team up for a supply run, but find an unexpected danger waiting. So yeah, so Sabine's pissed. Because she's like, Hera, we're always doing these missions, but you won't tell us who's giving them to us, and you won't let us meet the people she who are goes, doing it. Fulcrum. Who the fuck and, is Fulcrum? And Hera's like, Sabine, it'd be really awesome if you just, like, shut the fuck up and did what I told you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and Sabine was like, well, that's not going to fly with me. So Hera was like, you know what? Just come with me oh, then. And then they, get into, then they get into some sus biz. Yeah. Some sus biz. Uh, I don't they know, end up fighting some... Uh, the sus biz was? It was droids, they right? They fight some Frynox. Which are like these little like dog things that like explosives. Oh right! Ignite, so they shoot them and then right, and they become friends. I, wa- in that I watched season one like a month and a half ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for you guys, and then I was like, I'll just watch this it. This is the last episode to take place in five BBY. Oh really? Yeah. That's next episode. Next episode is Empire Day. Yay! Da, 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 which is the New Year. This episode takes place in four BBY. So, Kanan tries to teach Edra how to use the Force and to make a connection with living creatures, which he does a little with a little fall cat. 
He then realizes that it's uh, the 15th... They're like, oh, it's the 15th year of the Empire's creation. And you're like, oh, that's kind of sus. And then uh, Ezra was born on Empire Day. And he's like, this fucking sucks. It's my birthday. I'm 15 now. And then he meets up with his Rodian friend, T.C. Bo, who uh, might know where his parents are, but he's a little fucked up because he's got the Kooky Majuki on his head. Yeah, I remember him. He's got the Echo, the Lobot, on his head. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm being controlled for math. I'm doing the jobs. But he has all that information about the Imperials So stuff. they take it. Yeah. And then use it against the Imperials. That's mm-hmm. the whole episode. That's the whole episode. And then Sibo goes, your parents are dead. Yup. Pretty much. Episode 9, Gathering Forces. Learning that Sibo failed to save his parents from being abducted by the Empire, Ezra lashes out at Sibo for betraying his parents' trust. It's this whole episode, Ezra's being a little baby. Yeah, he just whines. They then arrive at Fort Anxies, where uh, Kanan teaches Ezra to forgive Sibo by uh, admitting his fear and not knowing what happened to his parents. The two manage to tame the Frynox by taming by um, connecting to the Force. Use the Force. And then they use them to distract some of the Empires while they dip, and then um, the Ghost crew takes Sibo to Fulcrum. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And Fulcrum, as we all know, is Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Filoni did this next one. Of course, he, of, of course he did. <laughs> it's got Yoda in it. And Ahsoka. Yeah, so concerned with Ezra's previous display of the dark side against the Inquisitor, Kanan brings him to Hidden Jedi Temple on Lothal to be tested for his readiness in the Jedi training. While Kanan stays behind, Ezra makes his way through the temple alone and is faced with a series of visions showing the Inquisitor killing Kanan and the rest of the ghost crew, which is fucked up. After seeing them through the illusions, Ezra is guided by the disembodied, <laughs> disemboweled, disembodied oh voice God. of Jedi Master Yoda, who helps him admit that fear is of, be- is of being alone again after getting this new family. Kanan then speaks with Yoda about his own ability to be, you know, inefficient. <laughs> and then they, Yoda just goes, you must be not shitty. And then they build Kanan's lights. Uh, be his lights better. Literally what happens. <laughs> well, th- that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. It, this was a solid episode. A- anytime you bring in more like, stuff. actually interesting stuff. Yeah, with the Jedi That's lore. great. Jedi lore's good. When it's not just Sabine going, I don't like not being in the know about yeah. everything. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck that's up. Like, some of these episodes are a little like, and others are like, why is this not the best episode? <laughs> So you're literally getting paid for this, aren't you? Oh, dude, you're choosing to be here. Dude, next episode, fire. Idiots array. Zeb Betson loses chopper to smuggler Lando Calrissian. Yeah, this game one was of actually Sabacc, pretty sweet. Forcing the gross coup to assist Lando with a dangerous smuggling run to get their droid back. You mean my droid. <laughs> you mean my droid. <laughs> However, and I might even give you your droid back at the end dude, of this. I love Lando. <laughs> oh, and uh, Kanan starts... Oh, not Kanan. Ezra goes by Lando every once in a while as well. Yeah, he does. And then that kind of screws him over at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, however, during the smuggling run, Lando trades Hera to crime lord Asmorgan, who's, mm-hmm. who's ugh, fun. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the dad from Kung Fu Panda. He's paying. He's like, I'm going to get banged by this Twi'lek. And then she's like, nope. She's like, whoa, no. She's like, not like that. In exchange for a puffer pig, which can detect minerals for mining purposes, because we know Lando's a miner. That's what he does. And he needs a fucking pig to find the minerals. It's like the truffle pig. That's really what it is. Find me precious minerals. That's what happens. And that's the episode. They get him back after getting Hera back from Asmorgan. Mm-hmm. And then Lando does not find crystals. And they, like, take some of, uh, I think it was fuel. Yeah, they take some fuel. And then the little thing, the little droid is like, oh, they took your fuel. He's like, of course they took my fuel. I already knew about it, but I took something else. What did he take? More. He took more fuel, I think. 
They were given, like, he took a bunch of fuel, and they took some of it, and he's like, that's why I took extra fuel. Dude. I think it was that. Fuel plus? Fuel plus. He's, he's pulling a CJ. <laughs> that's sick. Visions of hope during lightsaber practice, Ezra has a fragmented vision of meeting Gal Travis, an exiled Imperial senator and rebel sympathizer. Oh, this guy sucks. Yeah. And assumes that Travis knows about his parents, which he does. The rebels receive a transmission from Travis, notifying them that a secret rally on Lothal, but Ezra receives a tip from Zare Leonis that Callus is planning to use the senator to lure the rebels into a trap. Isn't Zare Leonis that uh, woman from the droid episode where she goes, I don't want to get killed, so you need to save me. This guy, is the, they're doing stuff. I think so. Or is Zare Leonis the, um, the little fruit guy? I honestly don't know. It's one of those two I characters. haven't seen these episodes in a very long Following Travis' transmission, the Rebels find themselves, uh, find and save him from Callus by in- escaping into Lothal's sewer systems. To Ezra's dismay, though, Travis uh, reveals himself to be an Imperial spy. I'm the spy! I'm the spy! Who's using anti-Imperial transmissions to identify Rebel sympathizers and get him fucked up. He's like, your parents were very brave, but, but stupid. And I'm they like, died, and they're and gone they're forever. Dead. It sucks to be dust. you, loser. Having suspected his treachery, Hera outsmarts Travis and knocks him out so the Rebels can escape. Although disappointed by the betrayal, Ezra and his friends remain hopeful for their cause. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, this show's all about hope. The Tarkin episode. You want to talk about this one? Uh, I don't have what you have in front of you. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin visits Lothal to deal with the Rebels. In light of discovering that Travis is an actual Imperial spy, the Rebels <laughs> debate broadcasting a message that Ezra's like, dude, this sucks. Stop listening to the Empire. Like, they're bad dudes. Can't you not see this? Rise up. That's what he says. That's almost, what he almost says. Almost word for word. <laughs> the Rebels think that they have the element of surprise, but they do not take into account Tarkin, who is deduced where they will strike because he's the best. Tarkin. The Grand Inquisitor and Callus, who are lackeys in this episode, are sent out to capture Kanan, alive to earn back Tarkin's trust. When the Imperial forces attack the tower, Kanan instructs the team to leave him and thus is captured. Well, now I have what you have in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they blow up the tower. And they blow up the tower. And they save Kanan. They save Kanan. After failing to find where Kanan is being detained, where the, oh, uh, he saves him in this episode. Is that where the Inquisitor dies, too? No, the Inquisitor dies at the end of the season. He dies in the next episode. Spoilers. Spoilers! And they find out that Kanan's being held hostage on, like, a Star Destroyer or something. So after failing to find Kanan uh, in the previous episode, Hera is urged by Fulcrum, who's Ahsoka, to put <laughs> the ghost crew into hiding. Against Hera's orders to leave Kanan, because she's like, can't leave my mans, Ezra devises a plan to rescue him. Oh, wait, no. Hera says, leave my mans. Ezra goes, can't leave your mans. Yeah, no. He strikes a deal with He's Visago. Also my mans. <laughs> he strikes a deal with Visago. I think he goes by Lando in this one. Oh, no. He goes, I'm a Jedi, and I'll owe you one if you help me find my space dad. Yeah, he goes, he goes, Kanan's a Jedi, and he goes, Kanan's not a Jedi, and then Ezra does a Jedi thing, and he's like, oh, Kanan's and a Jedi. I'm one too. <laughs> he's like, oh, maybe y'all are Jedi. He's like, whoa. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kanan has brought aboard Tarkin's ship, where he is tortured by the Inquisitor at the Empire, as the Empire hopes to gain more information about the Rebels. The crew of the Ghost substitute a disguised chopper for an Imperial courier droid so he can access the Empire's data on Kanan, eventually learning that Tarkin has plans to transfer him to Mustafar to kill him. Sucks. And the final bit of the season. Yes, you want me to do Round this Round us out with fire across the galaxy, doggy dog. All right, so the Guru of the Ghost, they seize an Imperial transport and use the TIE fighter that Zeb and Ezra had previously stolen to infiltrate and disable Tarkin's Star Destroyer in the Mustafar system. Ezra frees Kanan using the duct system while Harris, Sabine, and Zeb attempt to secure an escape route. Ambushed in this engine room, Ezra and Kanan face the Inquisitor in a lightsaber duel, <laughs> during which... <laughs> During which Ezra falls and is believed dead by Kanan. This is a cool line this where is. the Inquisitor goes, What are you scared? Now he's like, No, I got nothing to be scared about because now that kid I know is gone and I can't kill him by accident. Yeet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he goes, Well, you have no idea what you just did. He's like, What? 
now you're scared. He's like, now I have nothing to be scared of. Yeah, now I can tap into the dark side. Because fuck it, why <laughs> He's not? He's like, you just killed my son. Time you, to eat you. You killed my boy. <laughs> That's dope. Abandoning his fear of losing Ezra, Kanan succeeds in destroying the Inquisitor's lightsaber and rupturing the ship's engine into which the feet Inquisitor cast himself to his death. He just goes by. <laughs> I like what he says, too. He's like, oh no, something else more terrifying than death is on its way Darth for Vader. you. Yeah, it's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> and then the Inquisitor just falls into a pit and then he comes back later. Yeah, he just like totally commits. Ezra reveals himself to be alive and to have gotten a scar during the battle with the Inquisitor. Oh no, where oh, is no. it? I have no idea, but it says <laughs> that in this. It's somewhere. <laughs> and he, he escapes a cannon. Both groups successfully emerge from the doomed destroyer with stolen ties. Chopper arrives in a stolen transport alongside a number of other ships, and they all successfully escape into hyperspace. <laughs> the rebels are greeted by Senator Organa battle and Fulcrum. The latter of whom is revealed to be Ahsoka Tano. Oh, shit. Like we've been saying for the past 15 to 20 minutes. But if you didn't know that initially, it was awesome reveal. It was. I knew it, and I wish I didn't know it. Because if they showed Ahsoka, I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't know that she was in Rebels when I had watched Rebels originally. So you were like, what? Yeah, I was very like, whoa, what's going on with this show? I was like, yeah. like this is actually cool. I was like, wow, there's like cool stuff in this. And then I kept watching, and I was like... There's no more cool stuff. And then season two happened, and you're like, okay. Season two happens, like, yo, Darth Vader. And then season three happens, I'm like, where's Darth Vader? I'm like, I'm like, what's happening in the show? Maul's in there. Yeah, so it's Ahsoka Tano, and she tells the group that they are just one of one cell out of many working for a larger rebellion. And one is Rex, Trace, and Rafa, Ooh. and also the other one is the Bad Batch. We don't talk about them because they're not canon at this point. Wahop. On the <laughs> fall, Tarkin introduces Agent Callus to Darth Vader, who has been selected by Emperor Palpatine to hunt the rebels in the Inquisitors. Because place. the Grand Inquisitor go bye bye. And that is season one. Season one. Time for the Siege of Lothal in Season 2. Uh, what do you think about Season 1, actually? Let's talk about that real Very quick. mid. Very mid. Very a lot mid. of the episodes seem like very fillery. Except Inquisitor's for like, cool. And Grand I'd Inquisitor's love it if awesome. he was like, around more. He comes back in an episode. It just sucks that um, the show is pitched as a kid's show initially. And then the first episode, the first couple episodes are like, this is a kid's show. Once you get about halfway through, probably the Travis episode where they reveal like, yo, Ezra, your parents are dead. And you're like, this may not be a kid's show anymore. Stop thinking about your parents because yeah. they're dead. And then it goes into the last five episodes of the uh, arc where Kanan gets captured and they kill the Inquisitor. And you're like, this is actually really awesome. This is part of its sense. Yeah. And then you get to season two and you're like, this show could be really good. And this then could, it keeps this going. This could slap. This show doesn't fall down until they er, until they go to Lothal. <laughs> Every time they go to Lothal, I'm like, why? In the beginning mil- of season two. There's a million. Well, this is, they're like fucking with it. There's a million other planets in the galaxy. Stop going to Lothal. Nah. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? That's where they want like, to go. I'm Finn. Every time they stay to Lothal, I'm like, why does everybody want to go back there? Speaking so, of Lothal. The Siege. Episode 1 and 2. On orders to hunt down the rebels, and especially the Jedi among them, Darth Vader begins an oppressive campaign against Lothal's populace in order to find the group. The Ghost Crew starts working with the rebel with the wider rebel cells, but divided between joining the larger network and waging war against the Empire or staying uh, out of the larger scale fight, mostly Kane and crying about it. The situation is even more complicated when Minister Maketh Tua, fe- uh, fearing, pers- isn't he the um, Asian character? <laughs> Don't anyway. know. Fearing punishment from failing to neutralize the Lothal rebels. No, he's one of the bad guys. Oh, this is the chick. Oh, oh she's that annoying lady. Yeah, yeah who defects. To ah, rebels. Yeah, I'm annoying. Yeah, so uh, she tries to defect the rebels in order to escape Vader, offering to reveal the truth behind why the Emperor wants the planet. However, Vader uses his advantage. And orchestrates Tua's murder by shuttle explosion, framing the rebels and acting as Lothal's population against him. 
Uh, the ghost tries to flee, but is cornered by Vader, who injures Kanan and Sabine and nearly kills Ezra because Ezra's a baby. Yeah. After being smuggled out of the world by Lando to escape the Empire, the, de- uh, the demoralized crew meet up with Ahsoka's rebel cells, but Vader pursues them. Ahsoka then goes, alright, this is getting a little crazy, she gets mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Uh, she later joins the Ghost Crew as they uh, vow to join the wider fight against the Empire. Darth Vader then later reports Ahsoka's existence to the Empire, the Emperor, who issues a new order to go get him. Mm-hmm. And bring her back as an Inquisitor, maybe. Yes. That's episodes one and two. Yes. And then we got the next episode, this Lost is, Commanders. This is more the recent stuff that I remember this more This is of. Filoni. Yeah. Every time Filoni so. comes back, you know it's fire. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's like the king back. of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> he is the Star Wars. He's like the leader. You want to talk of about the Star Wars? Wars? Yeah, I'll talk about uh, the Lost Commanders. So, having barely escaped total destruction of the Rebel Cell Phoenix Squadron by Darth Vader, Ahsoka Tano sends the Ghost Crew to locate a former military commander somewhere in the Celios or Celos system, who has the knowledge of useful hideouts in the Outer Rim. The crew discovers the commander to be former clone trooper Captain Rex, accompanied by Commander Wolf and Commando Gregor. Gregor? Gregor. You mean Gregor from the D-Squad episode? Maybe he'll come back. The one who's dead? <laughs> yeah, you remember when he died. That he blew up? That was a bit pop. Yeah. Uh, He's back? What? He, he is. He's and not Kanan dead. goes, clones? Oh, you didn't tell me they were fucking clones? Yeah, Kanan doesn't like the clones. Uh, long story short, some shenanigans ensue, and Commander Wolf is like, the Empire will be so happy that they'll leave us alone if we tell them that we found traitors. And meanwhile, we see the transmission of Wolf, and there goes, oh, this crazy old guy again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, God, this crazy... talking about Jedi. This crazy old dude just pinged us with some Jedi. Maybe we should go check him out. So they go check him out, and then it becomes this thing where they have to use their uh, Clone Wars pretty much turbo tank, yeah. that they're, they're walking turbo tank, to fend off the Empire. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. Yep. And then Rex joins the crew while yeah. the other two kind of fuck off. Rex comes back into the fold and joins the crew again. And, and the, the other two go where? Off. They just don't go anywhere. And this is where Rex kind of just like hangs out for like the rest of the season. Yeah, Ahsoka eventually dips, but Rex is like here the whole time. This is where we get that cool line when Ahsoka and Rex talk to each other and they harken back to the first time they ever met where they talk about experience mm-hmm. and how uh, experience outranks... Uh, Rank. Rank, yeah, pretty and much. And then Ahsoka goes, I think I got more experience yeah, than you. And he goes, yeah. hey, she, she's, def- she's like, I definitely outrank you then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good line. Uh, the Empire, uh, next episode, Relics of the Old Republic. The Empire tracks the fall rebels to Celos. Admiral Constantine and Agent Callus arrive at the Celos system to capture the Jedi. Rex gives the fall rebels a data chip containing Old Republic bases in the Outer Rim. Oh, this is literally what we just wrapped up and talked about. Oh, it was a two-parter? Yeah. All right, Rex joins. Yay! Next Ooh. episode, and the, and we also see the fifth brother, who who goes, yeah, I'll deal with this. And that's gonna be Sun Kang. Mm, uh, Zeb, Sabine, and Chopper, with Ezra volunteering himself to avoid Kanan and Rex because they're little battle buddies right now, head out to the Old Republic medical base in search of vital medical supplies, only to be encountered by the seventh sister and the fifth brother. The seventh sister, who is interestingly uh, horny for Ezra. Captures and interrogates him about the whereabouts of Ahsoka, while Sabine is also in ca- uh, captured by the fifth brother. Mm-hmm. Zeb and Chopper um, eventually rescue them, by, and they all barely uh, escape the Inquisitors and head back to the Rebel fleet, where Ezra pointedly questions Kanan about the extra Inquisitors. He's like, there's more! Kanan's like, I can't even believe that there's more. That first guy was such a pain in the ass, and yeah. now you're telling me that there's two more, mm-hmm. and that's not even it? <laughs> He's like, and now we got this Darth Vader guy to deal with, too? There's so much crap. <laughs> So this is the first Hondo episode. I thought he was introduced earlier. 
Season 2, Episode 6, Brothers of the Broken Horn. Ezra receives a distress signal from Visago. Ezra and Chopper decide to see what happened. Ezra and Chopper arrive at the ship, and they find out that it's been taken over by Ungo and Mecca. And they find out that Visago's been captured inside the ship the whole time, and Ezra helps him get it back. This is one of the episodes where Ezra refers to himself as Lando. And Honda yeah. goes, oh, so finally, I meet the infamous Lando Calrissian. Like, You're a lot younger than I expected. And, and white. Yeah, yeah, and white. <laughs> well, not white, but... Not I, I don't. I don't really think that that's a thing for them. No, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't. Care. It's just funny for us when it's like that's not Lando. That's not, it's definitely <laughs> not Lando. <laughs> All right, they're officially going as Phoenix Squadron now, and they try to break out of the Imperial blockade in order to provide food supplies to whoever needs it. But their transport is destroyed, and the mission fails. Hera is tasked to go to the planet whose atmosphere is very difficult to fly, and get a ship from the Mon Calamari named Quarry, who shows up in the uh, Freemakers Lego show, so they can break the blockade. After nearly crashing their shuttle, Hera manages to convince Quarry to let her pilot the ship called the Blade Wing, or the B Wing for short. Mm-hmm. With the Blade Wing's firepower, Hera manages to single-handedly destroy one of the Imperial blockade ships, allowing the Ghost to break the blockade and deliver the much-needed supplies. And then they build more of these. Yeah. <laughs> this one's this episode's pretty cool. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Sure. Uh, Blood Sisters, episode 8, I believe it is, yes. for this season. So Sabine is sent by Hera to acquire an unknown inf- information courier. She goes with Ezra and Chopper, and they find out that the courier is a clunky droid. I think it's a gonk droid, right? Gonk. Yeah. They then encounter a Ketsu Onyo, an old friend of Sabine's who works as a bounty hunter, is now after the droid. When some stormtroopers begin to fire at them, Sabine and Chopper steal a ship and go off planet with the droid, unfortunately with Ezra left behind. Ketsu also escapes, and after a confrontation with Sabine, with her personal ship, captures Chopper, and the two meet up to trade the droids. Their activity draws the attention of an Empire ship, and the two team up to escape by setting charges on the stolen ship. Sabine's knocked out and almost left to go with the ship, but Ketsu saves her, and the explosion allows them to fly the droid to a rebel location, and then meet back up with Ezra and Hera before Ketsu leaves on better terms with Sabine. And then Ketsu joins the rebels for a couple episodes, and then is never seen again. They're I don't totally, know if she dies. They're totally but... in lesbians. Yeah? You yeah. think so? I'm 100%. They had something going on back before she left, totally. and she was like, you left me! Totally. I thought they were just friends, but... Nah, they're totally in lesbians. <laughs> well, I would say maybe in buys. In buys. I, I think uh, Sabine also has like a little thing for Ezra, just a little bit. I don't know. Especially by that. the later seasons. Maybe, maybe by the end. Yeah, not yeah. at the beginning. No, not right now. Yeah, at the end, she's like, that's a Jedi. She's like, whoa, that's but right. But at the beginning, she's like, this fucking kid. Why is he this get nerd a light, out of here? Why is he get a lightsaber? Fucking nerd. Uh, so then we get uh, episode Captain 9. Commander Sato yes. is the Asian character. Stealth Strike. So Ezra and Commando Sato are captured with a new Imperial weapon, an experimental interdictor cruiser. That's just not... Interdictor. Oh, this is that episode I was talking about where Chopper kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Generates a gravity well strong enough to pull ships out of hyperspace. And then Chopper does it. She does. That's the episode. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is the last episode of 4BBY. Yeah, so Ezra and uh, Sato, they basically get stuck on the ship and the ghost crew has to come in and help them. And then as they're leaving, uh, they're like, oh no, we're being pulled in. And then Chopper's like, no you're not. And then all the ships crash into each other and blow up, giving the uh, ship enough time that they're on to get away. This episode is pretty big. This is called The Future of the Force. Ahsoka informs Kanan that she's continuing her investigation into Darth Vader, but finding information on him is difficult. In the meantime, she receives word that two of the coordinates from the Imperial net. She heads in to look, dispatching uh, Ezra Kanan's Evan Chopper to the other one. Ahsoka arrives at the first location, a ransacked passenger ship adrift in space. Dead space vibes. The lone survivor, a grandmother who claims to be the two red blades, kidnapped her grandchild from her and disappeared. Uh-oh. Inquisitors. Mm. Ahsoka informs the team that the Inquisitors are probably getting babies. So Zeb and Chopper locate the Inquisitors' fighters, and then Ezra and Kanan uh, find the distressed mother of the second one. Uh, Chopper takes the first child to the Phantom Shuttle, while Zeb encounters the Inquisitors and tries to fend them off. 
Cain and Zeb and Ezra all discover that the kids are force sensitive and were targeted by the Inquisitors so they could become not Jedi's and become the Sith babies. <laughs> they attempt to lose the Inquisitors uh, through a housing block on their way out to the shuttle, but they are overpowered by the uh, two Inquisitors, which they really shouldn't be. The rebels escape, but not before the Seven Sisters probe droids hears Ezra saying they're going to Grell. Going to Grell. Do you want to go to Grell, pal? Uh, yeah, sure. So, Ezra has a vivid dream about his parents, but they're dead, which he is convinced is a vision that will lead him to discover their fate. Hera and Kanan reveal that they have secretly spent months investigating Imperial prisons because Space Mom and Dad want to help their space son, and have heard of a recent prison break. As the ghost prepares to return to Lothal to investigate Lothal to investigate Ezra's yeah. vision, the Imperial fleet arrives at Grell based on the intelligence from the Seven Sisters probe droid. Ezra and Kanan escape to Lothal in the Phantom, while the ghost remains behind to assist the escape of the rebel fleet. On Lothal, Ezra, Ezra follows a Lothal cat, which appeared in his dreams, to Prisoner X-10, one of the escapees, who is the former governor of Lothal, Ryder Azadi, who is voiced by Clancy, is Clancy Brown. <laughs> Azadi tells Ezra that his parents heard his broadcast, and it inspired them to organize a prison break, with, so they were alive for a little bit. And uh, they had escaped, however, they died during the breakout, which is sad... <laughs> While saddened at his parents' death, Ezra takes solace in that they heard his message, and Kanan confronts him to tell him that his parents um, live on him in the inside. That's cool. On the inside. That, uh, so, like, his they parents could... did get to hear his message, yeah. that he was also continuing what they do. And then they were like, cool. Cool, maybe we should break out of prison and go see our son. I wish we got to see them die. Like, we got to see, like, them escaping. And then we see them die, and then we see Ezra go, oh, they could be alive, and we're like... Like Ray and Finn crying when Han died. Yeah. It's like, oh man, oh, you've man. known this guy for a week. <laughs> no! Meanwhile, his son is like... <laughs> and Chewie's like... Yeah, Chewie just like <laughs> dies. Chewie like legit tries to shoot Kylo with a bowcaster. Mm. Those things knock motherfuckers out. Yeah, that thing is... He actually hits him too. He gets, yeah, he hits him in the shoulder, right? He hits him in the gut. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, in the novelization, they said it's him using the force to stop the impact. Because he's but it was so sudden that he wasn't ready for it. Because yeah. if he was ready for it, he would have just deflected it away yeah. or, or like, like stopped it, like he does at the beginning pause. of the movie. Yeah. But he's like the second. It says like the second it made contact, he was able to kind of like stop it from making any more damage. You know what they could have just said? Because otherwise, he would have died. They could have just said it was Kevlar. Yeah, well, his suit though. was made of like but a strong material that he's reflects. very clearly wearing a like tiny little baby cloak. He's wearing like a little leather suit. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like leather <laughs> and cotton. Princess Leia episode. Yeah, Princess Ezra and company ball. meet um, Senator Organa's daughter, Princess Leia, and they save her. And that's the whole episode. Very cool. Uh, the next and then she episode, reveals that she's a rebel. Yeah, well, like we already didn't yeah. know that because we didn't see episode four. The protector of Concord Dawn, with the Empire tightening its cordon around Lothal. So much Lothal. The I rebels are on a new smuggling route. Heron and Sabine head out Concord into the Dawn. world of Concord Dawn to request safe passage from the protectors, the Mandalorian faction that controls the world. However, the protectors reveal they have sided with the Empire and immediately attack. Heron and Sabine manage to escape, but Hera is critically wounded. Kane and Sabine return to the Concord Dawn. To the Concord Dawn. <laughs> Yeah. With, with Kanan still wanting to negotiate with protectors and Sabine wanting to get revenge for Hera. They discover the protectors' leader, Fen Rao. Fen Rao is being bribed by the Empire. Kanan meets with Rao, revealing that Rao had saved his life during the Clone Wars. Which is cool. It is cool. A little bit of tieback. Uh, meanwhile, Sabine attempts to sabotage the protectors' fighters, but is caught. She reveals to the protectors that she is from House Vizsla and challenges Rao to single combat. To which she wins. Walking together, Kanan and Sabine capture Rao, and he agrees to allow the rebels safe passage through Concord Dawn. And then he's just there. She he's is. Ju he just shows up in a bunch of episodes, and he's chilling. 
Yeah, he just he vibes every now and Episode 14, uh, Legends of Lasat. Following a tip from Hondo, the ghost rescues a pair of Lasats from Imperial custody, Shava the Wise and Gron, who immediately recognize them as captain of the Lasan Honor Guard. Chava and Gron explain that they're searching for the mythical world of Lirasan, where the last surviving Lasats can find Refugi. However, <laughs> Zeb is reluctant to help due to his guilt over not being able to protect his boys. With the encouragement from Ezra, Zeb transforms his bio-rifle into the true form, a staff thingy, revealing Lirasan's location in uncharted wild space, which is such a weird term, wild space, as opposed to what, not wild space where they're at now? Uh, All space should be wild. Look at Felucia. The plants can eat you. However, they find their way to a blocked... It's true! They find their way blocked by a dense cluster of black holes with Agent Callus pursuing them. Trusting Shava's wisdom, Zev uses the energy from his bio-rifle to create a protective field around the ghost, which is just something they can do, mm. allowing it to negate the black hole cluster safely. That that makes total sense. Uh, on the other side, they yeah. find the world of Lirasan, where the home, pl- the true home you planet of the people. I definitely did. <laughs> After dropping Chava and Gran, I must have been on my phone or taking a shit or something. Uh, Zev decides to stay on the ghost in order to find more uh, people to guide them back to Lirasan. In the episode, it is in this episode that the ancient names of the sides of the Force are revealed to Chava, calling the light side Ashla and the dark side Bogon. <gasps> And repeated oh by the Bendu on Atalon in the later episode. Of we we read those books. We did. They're canon. Yes, again. And then we come to episode fifteen, the call. So the Ghost Crew is on a mission to capture a fuel shipment from the Mining Guild to the Empire in order to restock the Rebels' fleet own dwindling supplies. While traveling to the Guild's asteroid refinery, the Ghost encounters a flock of Pergale, space-traveling creatures whom Hera considers dangerous. However, Ezra manages to establish connection with them through the Force and learns that his crew and the Pergale actually pursue the same basic goal, if for slightly different priorities. Upon reaching the Mining Guild base, the crew finds the Mining Guild attempting to exterminate the Pergale. Uh-oh. Not cool. Stinky. Big, big space whales are nice. Kanan decides to raid the base, steal the shipment, while igniting the rest of the fuel to create a diversion. However, stops him when he realizes that the Pergil also need the fuel. Mm-hmm. When it appears as if the Mining Guild will overwhelm the crew, the Pergil arrive and attack the Mining Guild, giving the crew the time they need to escape with the fuel. As the ghost flies away, the crew witnesses the Pergil going into hyperspace, confirming rumors that they are a migratory species capable of faster-than-light travel without technology. That They're whales that can just go yeet! Fucking concept. <laughs> I don't even care what anybody says. Hyperspace whales. That's just cool. Hyperspace whales are cool. Episode Homecoming. 16. Homecoming. Jay, you guys like Cham Sandula because he's in this and you he's guys a like dick. Hera. In order to provide a safe shelter for their fighters, the rebels plan to capture an Imperial carrier currently stationed above Ryloth, Hera's home planet. Uh-oh. In order and her to dead pull, brother. And her dead brother, apparently. In order to pull the mission off, the uh, ghost crew contacts Hera's father, the famed Twilight Resistance fighter Cam Sandula. However, Cam does not or Cam desires to destroy the carrier as a demonstration of power and only grudgingly agrees to capture it. And you guys would be like, why is he like this now? In Clone Wars, he was a little bit rebellious, but in Bad Batch, he seemed pretty tame. It's because his wife is dead. Yeah. And he got nothing to live for. And we didn't get to see it. I know, we might though. Hera later tells Ezra that she and her father are not on the best of terms as Hera believes Cham is obsessed with the Twilight Resistance while Cam believes Hera's faith is... Hera's faith in the rebellion is misguided. But Piloting a captured TIE bomber, Hera successfully infiltrates the crew and Cam's team into the carrier, but Cam's team betrays them and moves to destroy the carrier. Big, stupid, stinky doo doo. Mm-hmm. Ezra uses a Jedi mind trick on the captain to have the crew abandon the ship while Zeb and Sabine subdue Cam's men. Hera manages to convince Cam to help her and they destroy a pursuing Imperial cruiser, achieving the demonstration Cam wanted. After adding the carrier to the rebel fleet, Hera and Cam reconcile their relationship before parting ways. It's okay that you betrayed me. I'm you're chilling. still my, I'm chilling. You're still my dad. 
Let me get to episode 17. I don't remember this one. The Honorable Ones. The Ghost Crew receives a tip about... Oh, this is where Agent Callus and um, uh, Zeb cuddle on that ice planet because they're cold. Genosis. Yeah, yeah, because they got to be in love together. That's it. And go we to, don't even talk about Yeah, love. we don't need to talk about this. This is where we find out Agent Callus isn't such a dickhead. Yeah. And then he, he comes back and, later. And Zeb's like, you know you murdered my people? And he's like, yeah, I do. He's, he's, like, and he goes, do you, he's like, did you ever consider how that made me feel? And Callus was like, no. And then he goes back to the Empire and he starts having feelings. Yeah. That's his whole arc. That's the whole episode. Shroud of Darkness, Ezra and Kanan, after facing off with the Inquisitors once again, decide that it's not safe for them to be around the Rebels while they are being targeted by the Empire and decide not to get advice. Uh, decide to get advice from Ahsoka. On her advice, the three set out to the Jedi Temple on the Thal again, where each have a separate vision, Ezra and Master oh, Yoda, Kanan of the Temple Guardian testing him, which is uh, the Inquisitor, Yes. and Ahsoka of Anakin slash Darth Vader. As the Inquis- uh, Inquisitors track the group of the Temple and force their way inside, Ezra is told by Master Yoda to find Malakor. Ezra is warned by, uh, Kanan is warned by the guard who reveals himself to be the Grand Inquisitor but a good guy and um, to beware of Ezra's temptation to the dark side, Darth Maul, dubbing Kanan uh, the official rank of Jedi Knight because that's a thing okay. that he was never able to achieve during the, because of, or 66. Well, her, the Inquisitor the right to That's do that. what I'm saying because he became a ghost thing. He became a guardian of the force. He was also evil. Yeah, exactly. Like mad evil. Like Satan. Yeah, he was a big evil. Ahsoka then faces her guilt of not knowing what the fuck happened to Anakin and that he has become Darth Vader. Uh, the three escape as the shad, the shades of the Temple Guard hold off the Inquisitors. Vader and the Empire's forces arrive at the Temple and Ahsoka uh, informs Ezra that Malachor is not a person but a place. It's where one of the Dark Temples, where one of the Sith Temples are! Keep that in mind. Oh, the do. Forgotten Droid. Uh, this is where we get the inventory droid AP5, who sounds like Alan Rickman, and he joins the crew. That's the whole episode. Ezra has a, uh, Chopper has a friend now. Cool. The Mystery of Chopper Base. This is the spider episode. Yeah. Yeah, this one's Christmas fun. Spiders. This is where they head for Malachor to fight the Inquisitors, and then Rex is in this one, and he's like, I hate spiders. Mm-hmm. I think it, this is also where they, they fight. Make a, they make a new base, don't they? Yeah, this but, is what they. This is where they do that. Yeah, one. they set up the new base. This is also, I think, where they kill the droids. I think this is just one about um, because th- this is the planet where they meet the Bendu, right? Oh yeah, this is the Bendu planet. Yeah, he's like chilling off in the distance. Twilight of the Apprentice. This is the final season, yeah. a final arc in season. This is where the two. show like gets good. And this is uh, takes place the final episode that takes place in BB three BBY. This is the thing that made my boss go. This is probably the best thing in Star Wars of all time. Yeah, this is In these episodes, we get Darth Maul, we get Ahsoka, we get Vader, we get Ezra being a little angry boy, and we get A little angry boy. And we get blind Kanan time. Yeah, blind Kanan. He gets his eyes cut out. This is the shit. You want to hit us up with the synopsis? Yes, I will read this in one second. Excellent. Ahsoka, Ezra, Kanan, and Chopper arrive on Malachor, Sith world long forbidden to the Jedi, in search of knowledge, discovering a cavern containing a Sith temple amid the site of ancient battlefield between the Sith and Jedi who use cross-card lightsabers. This is from this is Kylo Ren. This is a High Republic timeline, apparently. Uh, the cross-card lightsabers the, are apparently introduced in the High Republic, so say the lore now. Uh, yes, we, I, that's need, we need something more uh, concrete than that, yeah. I would think. They soon are attacked by a new Inquisitor, the Eighth Brother, who is hunting a mysterious hermit, calling himself Oh, He's Master. the one who flies with his lightsaber. Yeah, he, they, I, they all do that. Yeah, when Ezra, does it the first. Yeah. Like, when Ezra encounters the hermit, he reveals himself to be Maul. And all, Sam Witwer? Yeah, of course. Boy. And offers to help Ezra get into the temple, aiding him in recovering a Sith holocron. <sighs> dun, 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 
do it. When the other Inquisitors arrive and alert Darth Vader of their presence, Ezra convinces the group to work together in spite of Kanan's fears that Maul is corrupting his student, allowing them to finally kill the three Inquisitors. Got him. However, Maul soon betrays the group and blinds Kanan with his lightsaber, revealing his true intentions of making Ezra his apprentice. Although sightless, Kanan dons the mask of a fallen Jedi Temple guard and manages to throw Maul from the top of the temple. Ahsoka finally faces Darth Vader, who has cornered Ezra, destroyed his lightsaber, and comes to terms with his identity as Anakin Skywalker as she engages him in a duel. While Kanan Big and Ezra sad. remove the Sith <laughs> I was like, oh my god, uh, she dude, knows! Dude, that had Big me sad. in some kind of way the first time I saw it. <laughs> Uh, unable to abandon her old master, Ahsoka stays in the crumbling temple and stalls Vader while Ezra, Kane, and Chopper and Chopper flee the planet and reunite with the ghost crew. Maul flees Malachorm on the Inquisitor's ships, while Vader, who survived the destruction of the temple, walks away as a convoy, which is one of those owl things that represents Ahsoka you and see it the in sister. The, uh, the Mortis arc. Yep. Watches from above, and an unknown figure is briefly seen limping into the shadows. As the ghost crew tries to cope with their losses, I Ezra never saw that. To the, the, the limping. Yeah, no, I don't know what they're talking about. It's Darth Vader limping out of the fucking uh, thing. That's and they're like, it. it's Ahsoka. No, yeah. it's Vader, homie. As, as the ghost crew tries to cope with their losses, Ezra continues to meditate on the Sith holocron and finally succeeds in opening it. And that is the end of season two. This is what you think Ahsoka's two, dead. And that is the end of our synopsis. Ahsoka's dead until later on. You're like, what? Yeah, I mean, Crazy. pretty and Someone much. else starts going by Fulcrum in season three. And you're like, what? Because when I first hear Fulcrum, I'm like, oh, sweet, Ahsoka's back. But they never show it. No. I know she's alive. Someone else just starts using the Yeah, name. exactly. We'll talk about that later. There's actually an episode in Season 3 that made me like tear up pretty hard. We'll talk about it in a couple weeks. But uh, what would you think of Season 2? First half of Rebels, man. Not as bad as I thought originally. Like I said, I'm not as harsh on it now as I once was, but... Anybody who was listening to us was just listening to us kind of blow through the story. Because oh, we yeah. want to tell you guys what yeah. happened so you guys could know. And then I'm we'll not. Put it up with I'm the not song. as interested in these little like we have to learn another lesson. Yeah, that's the and We have to the learn Disney another XP lesson, show. and we have to learn another lesson, and we have to make another friend, and we have to learn another lesson. Yeah, and there's, there's nothing actually cool that, happening because every episode takes place on Lothal. There's I'm a like, couple episodes that are actually really cool, okay. like with Rex and with Ahsoka and with the Twilight. Dude, any episode that you bring in Rex, that you bring in Ahsoka. And you're actually, like, making things happen. Doing Jedi stuff. And, and it's, like, actually interesting. I love that stuff. Yeah, those are the best episodes. You know, I, I even like the episode where they got to save the kids because it's, like, they're literally hiding Force-sensitive children now from Inquisitors. Like, mm-hmm. that's a cool concept. You know, these episodes where they're, like, we're going to go to this planet and we have to put down these old rods into the, into the dirt cool. and keep the spiders away. I'm, like, okay. They establish a new base. Like, uh, and it comes back later with the infiltrator droid and that's fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a lot of... Mm. A lot of meh. Episodes. There's a lot of mid episodes in this. This is where the rub, uh, the the bad batch I mean, theory takes for in. Me, it's like, for me, Twilight of the Apprentice and Twin Sons are the most memorable episodes of the entire show. I think the episodes with Sabine uh, in season three are pretty memorable. I like don't said, we'll talk them. about those. <laughs> we'll have the Dark Saber episodes. Yeah, I just don't remember oh, them I that well. Good. I remember like I just recently watched. I remember them. like one or two. Oh, you'll get to them soon. Yeah. Um, and your rewatch. You know, the most memorable episodes for season one, uh, the droids episode, because you get to the RPG 2 and C3PO. I don't even remember what happens in that episode. Uh, they're supposed to be infiltrating something, and R2, uh, C3PO is a translator droid, and R2D2 just follows him. Okay. 
and then um, I just remember that they're they there. just mess with the prime minister, and that's it. But I I remember watching those at a time where I was like, and then on my most recent rewatch, I wasn't really paying attention. But when I first watched it, I was like, I don't care about these droid episodes. <laughs> Because even in Clone Wars, they were some of the most boring episodes. It's like it's well, just R two and three people getting the first, into shenanigans. With the first season of Rebels, like, there's a place for this, yeah. but the first season of Rebels has to eh. give you more backstory onto Ezra's stuff because Ezra is just like the titular, not the titular character. That's no, that's not called Ezra, but he's the main character. Let's say the other characters are pretty main themselves, but it's mostly Kanan and Ezra. And Ezra's backstory is told in all of season one with. Oh man, my parents were broadcasters. How do I get them? Where are they? What's happening? And by the end of season two, Ezra's story is basically completed with his backstory at least. Mm. And everything else is him going forward with his potential dark side turn that Kanan now knows about. And now for season two and three, we get into more of Kanan's backstory and why he doesn't trust clones and on how he met some of these people and why he doesn't want to be part of this larger war. So each season Kanan has like its would have been a character. better main character. For sure. Quite frankly. but he Would have been a better show if it was that, about him. But he's the old master that trains the new guy because Filoni does Lone Wolf and Cub. Yep. Got oh, exclusively. Only that story, it <laughs> seems. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm still not, like, super high on Rebels as a whole. Oh, I can agree I, with I you. only like, really, a few episodes. And again, there are cool concepts at times yeah. and cool things, but it really does feel like this was a show made for children. If I had to rank Rebels in my Star Wars timeline, uh, my Star Wars list, I think it's out of, right now I have 30 items on there. 32 if you count the Clone Wars. And I think Rebels is, like, exactly number 10. Because it's, like, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of good episodes, but yeah, there's I mean, also a lot of When you bring in Ahsoka and Darth Maul, that brings, like, in huge points. Yeah. Because these are the characters we all want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, when they said Star Wars Rebels, it's like, oh, is this about Ahsoka? It's like, no, it's about this new kid Ezra. Binky. He doesn't even have a lightsaber for the beginning. And then he cuts his hair in season two, and then in season three he looks stupid. Because he looks like he's a little bald baby. Yeah, I liked his hair. I don't know. Cordy's like he cut his hair. I was like, yeah, there's dude. Just, there's just something of a disconnect <laughs> there, and and I can't really like nail it down to a T. Why I don't like why I don't like the show as much as I like Clone Wars because obviously Clone Wars is made for kids. It, it, I can't tell if it's the animation, the presentation, just the story structure. I want to say it's the presentation because the story structure yeah. is pretty okay overall. They're telling a story about Ezra becoming a Jedi, Kanan learning how to trust people again, and then the other rebels having their own little subplots, and then Chopper just existing. So it's a good story overall. And I think when I get to the end of it, I'm going to come out thinking that it's one of the best Star Wars properties ever. But just the, the the build to the finales are just so annoying. Yeah. Because, like, the finales are the best part of the seasons. You get some cool episodes sprinkled in, like with Lando and with Leia bringing us legacy characters. But then at the beginning of the show season, you're like, oh, they get to learn lessons. And then by the end, you're like, this is awesome! Because it's mm-hmm. like the grand, like, uh, climactic battles with the Inquisitors or with Darth Vader. Or at the end of season three, they fight... Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn with the Bendu. Like, that's ridiculous. That's what? Cool. I know, well, slightly spoiling cool things, but y'all seen, y'all seen Rebels. Like, every finale for the season of Rebels, it's like, it makes you want to go back and watch the show just to get to the next finale. Yeah, you just... There are a lot of just filler. See, I just want to see the hype moments with the exactly. show. That's my problem. Because I, I hate missing lore bits. Because before I watched Rebels, I was watching Mando, and I was like, I know who Ahsoka's here, I just don't know how she got here. Now watching Rebels, I'm like, oh, she does more of this stuff. She doesn't just fucking show up. Yeah, like, like even as much as I love Hera... It's like I hate those missions where it's like she's not flying a ship. She's just running around she, shooting her little tiny pistol. She, like she does her best work when she's flying a ship yeah. and when she's doing the ship jargon. She can it's like outrun. She's one of the best pilots in the galaxy. Let her fly it's, her it's ship. It's between four characters, the best pilots. Anakin, it's Han Solo, 
Terra, and it's Ben Solo. Those are the four best pilots in the galaxy. Maybe Wedge. Wedge gets some shine, and he's pretty fucking funny in this. Wedge is pretty good. I love seeing Wedge show up in the Legacy episodes, and he's like, I'm Wedge! And I'm like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely think Anakin is probably the best well, pilot he has the, in the galaxy. The force yeah, he's got the force on him. Kylo just has it because of his natural gift from uh, his dad. I mean, Luke can fly. Yeah, but Luke's not the best. I would put him up there. Oh, I would, yeah, I would sure argue to say he's up there. He's for sure up there. He's able to blow up the Death Star. He's so. able to pod race. That's huge. Luke can pod race? Mm-hmm. He doesn't in the comics. Oh, I haven't got. I haven't read that part yet. Yeah. Is it one of the... Uh, Marvel ones or one of the legacy ones? It's one of the canon ones. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably get to it then. Probably when he goes to Tatooine to look for something. He's no, like, it's uh, it's uh, Vader. He goes to a pod race on some planet, and Luke is there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Super interesting. Now they brought Datto into it's it. Pretty cool. Sweet. So yeah. So overall, Rebel season one and season two. Uh, final thoughts before we dip. I've given my final thoughts. Okay, I wanted it's to make okay. sure. It's just okay. Like, okay, I didn't want to like you know cut you off. The good anything. episodes are good. The, every other episode exists. <laughs> I like a lot of the legacy episodes, which is what my D and D campaign. Hey, my D and D campaign is mostly based off of where I'm like, here are these characters that are super cool that you get to interact with with your characters. That's just that's just fun. Yeah. Filoni basically wrote a D and D game with Rebels. Rebels is here's a bunch of random ass characters or random ass depressing backstories that all meet up on one ship reluctantly and go do stuff throughout the galaxy while helping out the major characters. I'm writing Rebels. That's what I'm writing with you guys. But I'm calling it Smugglers. Yeah, but it, <laughs> that's the thing. When it's your characters, it's fun. Well, yeah, because you're... They're his you characters. To, of course, he's going to love the You get to act it out. Right? You get to be like, I'm this Jedi For me, it's like, I this. like Hera, I like Kanan, and I like Ezra sometimes. Zeb's okay. Sabine's okay. I think Sabine is stinky until she gets the dark saber. Chopper's like low-key the best character in the show. Chopper's the best. He he like commits murder and curses. Zeb Zeb is probably the lamest but the coolest looking. Zeb has a really cool design and his weapon is fucking awesome. I don't know. I always thought Zeb was just kind of like an offshoot Wookiee. They're, they're like, we just need another like tall what he is. monster thing. But I, but this I one can talk. I just like his design. I think it's a nice design compared That's to like fair. just the, two, the four humans and the, the toy like that just hangs yeah. out. Well, human-based life forms, I shouldn't say. Human. It would have been cool to see the more uh, diversified crew. Yeah. Well, that's, when they, kept, like, that's when they kept inviting like people in. Like, when Callus Callus is a human, yes. But, like, you get a clone trooper. You get, um... Another human. You get, uh... God, what's her face? <gasps> Ahsoka. She's a Tor... Tor... Toruga? Togruten. Togruten. Very, very, uh... Human-looking. Yeah. Some Give us an Athorian teammate. That would be cool. He, oh, we have the Athorian that vibes in Bad Batch all the time. Yeah, voiced by Liam O'Brien. He's like fun. Him. He's just always around. He gets some fun play in uh, the new episode. You'll like it. So uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow the podcast at Farthest Galaxy on Instagram to keep up the date with the episodes as they release and what we will be covering. You can follow me, Hunter, at Scruffy Moose Man, and Alex at the Dude Kenobi. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friendo. Mm-hmm. May the force be with you. And also with you. Skywalker! Skywalker.